How do we create more sustainable businesses and a sustainable world? With listeners in 53 countries over six continents, Sustainable the Podcast aims to explore exactly that. Join our host, Tabby Jane, founder of EarthSelf, as she interviews inspirational leaders who are helping to reconnect business back to nature. Discover new ways of working. Be inspired to take action. In episode 66, I spoke with Ginny Boyle, Executive Director of EQ Investors, about how managing our money with a social and environmental focus can make us feel good, give us a better return on investment and help create a more sustainable world. Today, I'm speaking to John Alexander. John is the co-founder of the New Citizenship Project, a social innovation lab that helps catalyse a shift to a more participatory society. John spent his first working decay, decade in brand strategy, both in some of London's top agencies and also directly for Sainsbury's and the National Trust, all the time seeking to apply creative skills for positive social and environmental ends. He is both a geek and an athlete, having completed three master's degrees and as many Ironman distance triathlons. Welcome, John. It is great to have you on Sustainable today. Thank you for having me. So your organisation, the New Citizenship Project, helps catalyse the shift to a more participatory society. What is a participatory society and why is this so important? It's a fair question to start with. Um, so um, I would describe participatory society as one where uh, all of us in it, all of us as citizens, see ourselves as having a role in shaping it uh, and feel that we have the ability to shape it. Uh, a society where we're we're in actively involved in, 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 in setting the, the path and the context of that society rather than simply sort of sitting back and, 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 and waiting for the options to be offered to us and choosing between them and, 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 then, follow, and then sort of blaming someone else. It's a, a society where a, society, a participatory society is a society where it's, we're, we're all part of the we rather than there being an us and a them. Uh, and fundamentally, it comes back to uh, the, the reason why we have the word citizen in our title and the new citizenship project is a society where we're, where we're all citizens uh, rather than consumers. Yeah, and I, I like that because it is, it's so easy to get into an us and them mentality. It's their fault. They're not doing enough. When we actually change the, the language and the perspective and think of it, well, it's, it's our problem. How do we solve it? Um, it puts a whole different angle and approach onto it. Exactly, and and I think that one of the one of the sort of um, one of the realizations that I had, and that and that sort of is one of the one of the things I sort of talk about sometimes that makes people stop and think is, um, isn't it interesting that the word that the pronoun that people use with the with the word consumer is always they. Uh, consumers are always third person. It's never we we consumers. It's they, um, and I think that's fascinating. And and you can't do that with the word citizen. It's just not. It's not part of it. We we are citizens. Um, and I think that, that that's that's one of the kind of it's one of those little uh, triggers that comes in with it. Yeah, and that, that that's kind of like fascinating because I mean, as we get on, I mean, I, I am curious about the difference between consumer mindset and citizen mindset and the difference. But it's you've, you've kind of almost given us an inroad there because the consumer mindset mindset and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you how I understand it just from that simple thing that you've said there and then you can kind of like tell me if I'm right or wrong it's easy to create that distance and not acknowledge that we are consumers so you know there's there's no responsibility there it's it's, it's just a thing that we have no relationship with 
I think that's part of it. I mean, the way I talk about it, I, I think of the, I actually think of this as, as, a, as a set of three mindsets rather than two, because it can be easy if you just put consumer and citizen together to kind of, to create a, a black and white opposition. Um, and actually, I think it's more of a progression and there may be, there may be other roles that we might step into, but, but we, we, I think of it in terms of subject mindset, consumer mindset and citizen mindset. And, and the subject mindset is, is, is a mindset in which we have, we kind of have no real power no real agency in the world where 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 the right thing for us to do is to kind of keep our heads down and do as we're told and 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 and, and everything is done to us a consumer mindset is it almost flips that on its head and said everything is done says everything is done for us and the right thing for us to do is actually to get the best deal for ourselves to choose the best thing from the options that are offered to us mm. uh, and and the, the interesting thing about that inversion is that actually you can see the diff- you can see why the consumer versus the subject feels like a very liberating and very positive thing because it does give a, a degree of power the power to choose um, and the power to feed back and so on and so so it's not it's not an entirely passive construct but the idea of the citizen and the mindset of the citizen is is one step further on in in, in activeness it's sort of rather than just rather than just making the choice it's about shaping what the choices are and, and playing a creative role Role rather than just a, a selective role, um, and I think that that is the and a deliberative role rather than just a rather than a kind of binary role. And I think that is the that's that's most fundamental. I mean, I, I think the thing about this is it's easy to talk about as a theoretical thing, but there are there are there are there are experiment there's experimental evidence behind these things as well, particularly on the consumer citizen thing. Uh, one of the one of the most powerful. Uh, bits of work we've done was a, was a was a social psychology um, light touch primary experiment where we gave 2,000 people a, 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 a water resource just as an online thing a water resource dilemma so basically what happens is you're, you're told you're one of four households dependent uh, one of four citizens dependent on a single well for your water supply uh, and the well's starting to run dry uh, and then you're asked two questions. To what extent would you be prepared to use less water? And to what extent would you trust the other three citizens to use less water as well? And then for half the half of the 2,000 people, the word citizen has changed to the word consumer. So you're one of four consumers dependent on a single well for your water supply, etc. Mm. And the people for whom the word is consumer are significantly less likely to trust each other and significantly less likely to be willing to compromise. Just one word, unconsciously processed. That everything else is the same. The people are the same. The people are, are kind of nationally representative, and so on. And so, w- there's there's something really fascinating. And when it's not, it's a it's an orientation, and it, and it seems to be an orientation that's very deeply embedded in the language we use, and 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 the and the kind of the 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 low level kind of unconscious prompts we give ourselves. And so, so it's not just that what we ask in really in our, in our work is kind of what are, what are we doing to ourselves when we surround ourselves with those kinds of prompts? Are we, uh, my, my, my argument is that the consumer mindset is a kind of, is the default is a, is a, is a kind of invisible lens that we're seeing the world through at the moment because precisely because we surround ourselves with so much that tells us that that's who we are that we are that that, that, that and that's who people are that, pe- that everyone is that, that people are consumers and that that's some sort of human nature uh, and and actually there's when you start to dig beyond that you see that there's there's very little evidence of that in fundamental in any fundamental studies of, of things like evolutionary biology and so on uh, and and then and then you can create the space to go okay if this is if the consumer mindset 
if the idea if it's just a lens if it's just something that if it's a story we tell ourselves then it's something we can free ourselves from Mm. yeah and i i kind of like that because it's almost kind of quite freeing to sit and think this is nothing more than a story how do we actually create a new story because what then is the difference if you have people and businesses as well embracing a citizen mindset how does that impact how they then act and this this is exactly what we spend our working lives exploring is kind of okay so so if we're in a consumer mindset then then essentially we're telling ourselves that people are selfish and we're telling ourselves that people don't care and we're telling ourselves that there's that that, that the space for us to act for change and for a better outcomes is actually remarkably limited and it's not so we've been doing some work on the food system recently and it's really fascinating i did an interview with a um with a senior executive from a from a from a major retailer and the way he put it was that what he said after a bit of discussion he said what you've made me realize is that we've become consumers of our supply chains because we see our consumer we see our consumers as only as only wanting certain things from us and then we relay that up the supply chain and so so these if we if we're when we're stuck in a consumer mindset then those negative ideas perpetuate through the system and they and they keep us trapped whereas if you step into a citizen mindset and you start from a totally different assumption you start from an assumption that people are predisposed to care about broader issues people do want to get involved and the task isn't to sort of try and make things work despite human nature the the task is to try and channel and, and harness positive human nature to and give people a sense of agency and give people opportunities to express that agency and and that and that set of strategies takes you somewhere totally different Mm, yeah and i i kind of like that because then if you've got individuals who care and want to get involved and are tapping into their positive human nature. I mean, organisations are made of people, so then you're able to create businesses and organisations where people care, want to get involved and are really focused on that positive aspect. Exactly. So you, you you start from a different point and therefore you end up in a different place. It's like one of my favourite... Um, a couple of my favourite quotes there's a, the, the Einstein thing of um, we can't we, we can't solve the significant problems of our time with the same level of thinking that created them but then the, the, the flip of that is there's a lovely Ralph Waldo Emerson line where he said um, it, 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 he talks about like the man man's idea uh, human humanity's ideas kind of manifest themselves in our physical surroundings but it but from that it follows that if we can uh, the slightest change in our thinking would would affect the greatest shift in, 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 in our material surroundings so so this this sort of um, and there's other words so um, one, one of my one of the biggest influences on my work is a woman called Donella Meadows who's a systems thinker and she talks about that there being levels places different places to intervene in the system but one of the most effective of those is the level of is the mindset because if we think differently then we manif- then then all of our processes come out different all of our approaches come out different and and then the manifestations in the world look deeply different so it's uh, 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 at one level this the shift of mindset from consumer to citizen is is as simple as changing our language, challenging ourselves to use slightly different words. But how that then blows out into the world is echo echoes dramatically. Mm, I like that. So changing our language, and this is something that's really simple that a lot of people could do, is just looking at the language that they're using and how that could be changed. So what other strategies do you use to encourage people to shift from consumer to citizen mindset? 
so, so the the first, as you say, is is very much about language, and that's the most basic. And it's not just the words consumer and citizen, but it's also challenging ourselves on on as we talked about before, things like moving from us and them to to we. It's 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 things like challenging ourselves when we when we when we find ourselves saying that we do this for people. It's like, well, what if we did it with them? Uh, it's challenging ourselves on 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 what people want to do is to choose. Well, what if people what if what people want to do is create? What, what it's challenging ourselves when we see our role as being to serve or to command and, and, and saying well what if what if we saw our role as being to facilitate so or, or enable so some of those sort of language shifts are really important but then the next the next bit of it is about um, is about asking questions that start from purpose rather than from kind of product or output so we talk a lot um, we spend a lot of our time in, in our work saying uh, one of maybe a different way to express it one of the ways we talk about our work is we say we're an innovation company we we help organizations come up with better ideas because we think of people differently if you think of people as consumers the only ideas you come up with are things people can buy from you if you think of people as citizens then you start by asking why are we even here what are we trying to do in the world and then the question you ask from there is and how can people participate in that with us how, how can people share in that purpose and express it alongside us rather than simply transacting with us um, and and then the, the, the so that sort of level two and then level three is 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 exactly that sort of that that work is going well what are the ways of participating what are the kind of different aspects different things that people can do because if they're not just consumers they can do far more than just comply and, and follow instructions or or choose between things they can they can shape those things they can share them with one another that we can we can adapt them we can we can make them our own we can we can be part of the production process we can we can produce the whole thing ourselves we can we can own these organizations and businesses through the, so there's all sorts of you open up suddenly this whole realm of of human activity this whole realms of human activity that that when you start from the concepts of people as consumers are just not open to you and then and and then even beyond that so particularly in the world of business you go who can we work with rather than who can we work against? So one of one of my favourite stories, um, one of the favourite things I ever worked on was um, with the National Trust. I was involved in uh, involved in articulating the a purpose for the organisation that was uh, that said we're not just here to to look after places and to run a to run a visitor attraction business. We're we're here to grow the nation's love of special places, to grow that connection between people and place. And that made us act differently in all sorts of ways, but perhaps most impactfully, it made us say, actually, other nature organizations are not uh, competitors with us, they're potential collaborators, because they share that purpose. And so, and that led to us um, making a film called Project Wild Thing about getting kids out nature and building an alliance of, of, of organizations uh, including the RSPB the wildlife trusts and so on to start doing more of those kind of collaborative uh, pieces of working rather than rather than getting trapped in, in, a, in a mindset that's deeply unhelpful to that that whole sector and to that work in the world yeah and I love it because I mean those are kind of like you you make it sound so simple it's like look at the language that you're using and then tap into the purpose and ask questions from that place and then figure out how to engage participate and collaborate within that purpose yeah exactly that it's, it is it is as simple as that and and it, it's it's not rocket science it's it's just it's just that that stuff is so closed off to us because of 
because we just because we're looking through a, a bad pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So it's just it's, it's time for us to change our glasses. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> so who do you most admire and why then, John? So one one of the I find it very hard to choose a single a single uh, individual or organisation or whatever that I most admire. But but if I had to if I had to say one off the top of my head, um, there's a there's a um, a lady in Argentina, an Argentinian lady called Pia Mancini, who um, uh, who I very much admire. I think she's done doing some brilliant stuff, and and that um, the work she's done is all about um, part, the concept of participatory democracy. So um, she was uh, she was part of a collective of um, of, uh, of hackers who um, came together and created a, a, a thing they called Democracy OS, which is essentially a kind of democracy open source, which is a platform for, which allows people to, which reframes uh, representatives in the democracy as such as facilitators of their constituents and, and, and helps them uh, hold up the big conversations that are going on in in in, in representative democracy and, and enable their their constituents to, to to get involved in those conversations and then and then helps them sort of shape their their voice in response to that and what Pia's gone on to do now is they've they've found the thing called the Democracy Earth Foundation um, interested fascinatingly with backing from a from a Silicon Valley. Uh, uh, venture capital fund um, called Y Combinator to explore like well, what is the next what is the next democracy what does it look like if if we are citizens kind of actively participating in the ongoing process of democracy uh, rather than simply consumers choosing between uh, choosing between relatively bad well all pretty bad options once every few years or or few months as it's beginning to feel like so it's a it's a I, I really that that for me that idea of participatory democracy is is probably the most the single most kind of uh, exciting conception the the single most kind of exciting expression of this way of thinking about the world well, that's cool i'm definitely going to have to go and che- check that out afterwards so what is one of your most favorite memories of a time or place in nature and why so i've got so many answers to this as well <laughs> I, I, I suppose um, and, and this time in nature has been so formative in in my work and and and, and my approach to the world. And I do I do believe that that kind of that fundamental connection just creates so is so important to being able to kind of create space and and, and step back from the way we the way we see the world by default and i think it's 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 when i'm in nature that i that i that i do my best thinking and when i'm in when i'm out running or whatever that i that i get space and it was actually so it was actually when i was out for a for a run in in i was i, I went to a went to a, a uh, uh, I was invited to a conference in Sweden and went to this thing and there was an island um, I can't even remember exactly where it was uh, and I went and I went for a run it was very it was a pretty small island long enough to sort of 10 kilometers around in total and I just ran around on it I got completely lost um, and I and I remember kind of I remember uh, howling like a wolf at one point for no apparent <laughs> reason and just just kind of losing myself but I but it was also while I was doing that that the, the that all of these things, so I worked in advertising for ten years and all, and studied these these concepts of consumer and citizen in various ways. But it was it was only kind of when I was out on that run, I came back from it. I was like, hang on, this is just a story. That's and and that that light bulb moment kind of came while I was out there, and I don't think it would have come otherwise. 
Wow, that's a really, really powerful story. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you shared that. And I'm I'm sitting and I, I love the fact that you're howling for howling like a wolf because do you know that every time there's a full moon, my, my, my two younger nieces go, oh, there's a full moon. Oh, and howl. It's kind of more, kind of more excusable as a young child. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's like they have so much fun and it's how do we keep on doing all those fun things as adults? yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and 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 that freedom, yeah, that freedom is is so important. Um, and it's that is that freedom that lets you. Let, like I say, I I, I am I am I, I think quite hard, and I study and I study uh, lots of lots of stuff as you as you've said. And and but but it's it's only when it's only in those spaces. Then and when you when you ha- you have to develop. I think my approach is you you kind of have to develop that rigor and that and that structure but you also need to create the space for it to kind of to percolate through and 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 that's that's a big part of the role that 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 the time i i make sure i continue to spend so i I live in london but i live in a part of london where i where i can get out for a get out along the river or get out um into into a part into onto the common and, and and get some headspace and and i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't do what I do or sustain myself without that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really, really powerful. So what is the one thing that you want people to take away from our conversation today then, John? My my one thing is always to catch yourself if you ever use the word consumer, particularly if you've got a, a business audience for this sort of thing. That 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 is the that's the first intervention point. If you ever find yourself talking about consumers and using the word they, stop. You don't have to replace it with citizens, but replace it with people or the public or any of those other things that that were acceptably used to describe us before we uh, before we get into an age and we were in defined by our relationship to material possessions um, so if, if, if anyone who's listening starts with that then then the rest the rest unfolds from there that's brilliant and that's a great reminder thank you so much for joining me today john no worries if listening to the show has inspired you to find out more about nature-centered business go to www.earthself.org and click on the nature-centered tab And as always, if you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, please get in touch. Next time on Sustainable, I'm speaking to Rosie Sweetman, Director of Sweetmans and Partners, a training, coaching and consultancy business that supports organisations to achieve their people and business development goals in ways that benefit society as well as their clients and their people. We're going to be talking about doing business in a way that supports society. New episodes of Sustainable are released every Tuesday. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Get them sent straight to your inbox by signing up at www.earthself.org or come on over and join the conversation on our LinkedIn podcast page.